what the musician feels is what the musician expresses, right? Welcome to Dead Tour Tales. As we approach the final tour for Dead & Company, summer 2023, we wanted to document the experiences of fellow deadheads and tourheads we've met along the way, including some of the legendary figures who've played a larger part in keeping the wheel of the Grateful Dead experience and culture rolling. We've met some pretty cool friends and characters along the way, and we felt this was a good opportunity to sit down, shoot the shit, and share with you some tales, both adventuresome and sometimes tragic, and usually psychedelic. Buckle up, kids. It's Dead Tour Tales time. Hey everybody, welcome to Dead Tour Tales, episode 22. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. It was a super fun, super deep conversation today with my friend, artist, and radiant human being, Jenny Lo Schumann. In her words, Jenny is a mother, a wife, a friend, and an artist. She's known to many as Beadwork by Jenny. She's the bead artist who has created intricately beautiful guitar straps for many of the finest players in our musical sphere today, including Bob Weir, O'Teal Burbage, Dwayne Betts, Neil Casal, Willie Nelson, as well as for some of our favorite musical instruments, such as Jerry Garcia's Wolf, Alligator, and his art acoustic martin as well as phil lesh's mission control uh 2023 jenny published uh, a coffee table art book showcasing her beadwork uh that as of release of this episode is still available in time for you to order for christmas so uh check out jenny at Oh, God, where is it? Beadworkbyjenny.net. I'll make sure that link goes in with the episode info and on my website. Uh, And you can find her on Instagram as well. A little write-up on her book titled Speaking in Beads, Living Artifacts of Jenny Schumann. Speaking in Beads, Living Artifacts of Jenny Schumann is a new book about the unique handmade beaded artwork of Oregon-based artist Jenny Schumann. Published summer 2023, this large 200-plus page hardcover art book shares the beauty and storytelling behind Schumann's extraordinary beadwork. Revealing her intimate process and technique, she invites readers inside the special relationships she's made with the incredible people who have commissioned her custom artwork. Working closely with her clients, Schumann sparks a magical transference of energy into how she designs every piece making exceptional living artifacts that represent and enlighten their owner. Speaking in Beads gracefully documents her process, which often involves translating sacred information and symbols of dreams and real-life experiences into physical objects that empower and go on infinitely. The storytelling and visualizations generate a cosmic exchange of energy which Jenny channels into guitar straps for many well-known musicians, along with killer psychedelic hat bands, tapestries, bags, bracelet bands, and other living adornments. 
with beautiful photographs by Jay Bladesberg, Bob Minkin, and Bob Weir's daughter, Chloe Weir. This book highlights endearing and mind-bending visual moments on stage with performers wearing their personal and powerful straps while making music and shares their origin stories. Speaking in Beads, Living Artifacts of Jenny Schumann is now available for purchase. Get your first edition copy of this coveted counterculture coffee table art book and read about Jenny's shared experiences weaving the talisman into these living artifacts with passion and heart. Well, I know what I'm getting my wife for Christmas. So, all right. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it and talking with Jenny. So, uh, reach out uh, if you have any feedback bananas at deadtortales.com or james at always a hootstudios.com and of course don't forget to check out uh, our website always a hootstudios.com uh, and we have some patreon information at deadtortales.com as well so all right buckle up kids it's dead tales time ladies and gentlemen jenny low schumann aka beadwork by jenny <laughs> Hi, Jenny. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have you. Um, I've been really looking forward to me this. Me too. So, been, a, yeah. been a while coming, uh, so I'm excited. It, yeah, totally. We've been talking about this for, for mm-hmm. quite a while. I took a little break. I needed yeah, it. Yeah, breaks are uh, important. After summer tour, I, yep, I needed a break from almost everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, But now we're rolling. Here we mm-hmm. are. Uh, I, I think we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we have a lot of com- in common. And... Uh, yeah, just looking forward to chatting with you. So, uh, you remember the first time we met? Yeah, it was Skull and Roses. I actually it had was. broke. I broke away, and Trina and I were doing a little run around, and I saw Salem's art, and I was like, "Hey, hey!" And it all came together. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it took me a minute after that to piece together that you and Salem are friends, mm-hmm. uh, and I love that so much. Yeah, me too. Uh, that we have that connection mm-hmm. as well. He's a rad he is dude. so good. One of my homies mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, I want, I wanted to say, so, you know, you and Trina, uh, who's great also, mm-hmm. I, I love her. She's mm-hmm. rad, uh, came to my booth and, uh, I can just tell right away. I just felt like we were mm-hmm. friends like immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't know something about uh, like you have this radiant smile, mm-hmm. something about your energy. You're so down to earth and it was just like, we just started talking, just talking. right off yeah. the bat. And it, yeah, I was like, wow, she is cool. And I just felt like we were friends, uh, like intrinsically, like right off Instantly. the start. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then uh, we've seen each other a few times since at some shows mm-hmm. uh, and then hung out a little bit with Salem uh, and uh, your dude, Brady, yeah. uh, and uh, a couple other folks uh, at the Grateful Guitarist the Grateful, Foundation Yeah, show. what an amazing event that was. And that was actually the first time I was at the Great American Music Hall. Which oh, is that's one of my a little bit crazy, venues. you know, but it was, yeah. and that was sensational because we even hauled the equipment in. Um, we helped with the backline before the event and to walk into that, that venue and see it before anybody's on the stage, before there's even instruments and sound equipment and all of the fine detail and artwork and everything was, it was pretty powerful. And then that throwing stones that we all experienced, whoosh, like, that was Stu, right? Stu Allen, yes. that throwing stones. It was yeah. pretty darn powerful. Um, I mean, one of the t- in the top ten of my favorite magic. What the heck just happened? Moments. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, that was epic mm-hmm. for sure. Um, that uh, 
that was just a special night all, all around. around. And you're right. There was a peak moment in there where it was just like, I don't know if people that's, I love other people that experience that, right. That is some high level shit right mm-hmm. there. Uh, and it's part of what keep has kept me coming back for all these years. Mm-hmm. Right. And those moments don't happen. We get close sometimes and there's some epic moments, but yeah, that was a truly like special. It was uh, true uh, alchemy. It truly was yeah, it because really was. it wasn't, yeah. you know, like there wasn't a synthetic high as far as substance. It was just pure energy and vibration and the music vibration. took our our spirits and we fully engaged and we just let go. There was no ego. There was no show. There was nothing just on the, like to the left in the back, we had a powwow. We had a moment. And I mean, we got down. (laughs) It was like a pocket (laughs) of time and it was, it's one of my faves. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Uh, Me too. Uh, The set, I mean, the setup for it was there, you know, I felt so grateful to be there and to experience it the whole way. I was just brimming with gratitude mm-hmm. the whole time. Like, so grateful I'm yes, here. This is the so special. The collection of musicians, the instruments, the intention, yeah. all of what Andy and the shareholders, like, or, you know, like the committee, everybody that they're part of with Grateful Guitars Foundation. I'm, it's all very impressive. And in, in my own little way, doing some good work. I'm part of that, you know, with working with so many of yeah. the, the collectors and those historic instruments and and yeah it was pretty pretty sensational like everything at the heart of the matter it's all good intention so it's pretty special the last thing i want to say about that show that was magical also was the date that it was on it was on the, the same date i don't remember how many years but uh that the grateful dead played the same spot mm-hmm. In 75, when they had taken the break from 74, mm-hmm. right? And the, the first time they played the album Blues for Allah, Ugh. and they played it in its entirety Ugh. on that very Makes stage. My skin just like, come alive. I know, I'm I know, right we now. do. We do. Because <laughs> wow. I remember like Blues for okay. Allah when I first even got like was aware of the Grateful Dead. Like I'd heard the music, but then like when you got aware of it and blues for Allah, I was just like, what is this? It's taking me away to another. It's a totally transcendent. It was just nuts. Like how it made me, and it still makes me feel that way. But yeah, that was one of that mystical albums that was that King Solomon's marbles. And last year at Skull and Roses uh, where we Mm -hmm. met, when Phil played and he teased uh, King mm-hmm. Solomon's marbles mm-hmm. in, I don't remember what, eyes or something while he was playing. Yeah, that's uh, what I was remembering because I'm like, and then eyes. So yeah, it was into eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, okay. You, uh, you're, a, you're a bead worker. Um, I don't know if that quite uh, does justice to, you know, the, the magic that you create. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've, uh, you you, re- you released a book recently. You've been on a book tour. Yeah. You've been out promoting your book. Uh, let's talk about it. Talk about yeah. talk about your book, Speaking in Beads. Speaking in Beads, right? Living Artifacts. Yes. Um, let's see. Where do you even begin? I guess like after 31 years of beading, right? It's a long time to learn and practice and, and to develop a craft. And then um, I think it was just time, you know, I had several friends who said, it's time, it's time. And Brady saying it's time. And, um, you know, 
that sounds great. You know, I, I love to write. I haven't done much writing since college because other than like the little, you know, cherry pick moments that you post, you know, on social media that describe a piece, you know, other than love letters and things like this to my husband, um, I didn't really have a chance and opportunity to do a whole lot of writing. So uh, after my dad passed, it was actually during his last chapter in life, I decided, you know what, let's, yes, but I need a minute. I, I just need to, I need to do this. And um, right after I got back from from his funeral and and all of that ceremony, I came back and closed the door in the spare bedroom and wrote and just wrote and wrote and wrote and um, reached out to photographers because the book is this amazing collection of photographs, right? And it's not just one photographer. We've got Blakesburg and Minken and Rosie McGee and Chloe Weir, um, Josh Hitchens, Ben Fimlad. There's just, there's concrete, amazing, profound photographers in our scene. Um, and then there's up and coming, which is true yeah. Grateful Dead fashion, which I really like because it's elders holding space for the up and coming and it's true community. Like, I feel like it was true community. It was everybody lending, and, which is really important to me. Um, so chasing photographers and, and getting a hold of them and collecting statements from all the musicians that I've worked with and some of the collectors that I've worked with um, to add like their contribution about the experience that we shared or how they feel about my artwork as they're wearing it on stage. So, um, yeah, I, I, I tend to cope with a lot of things in life with being busy and, and making things. So turning any sort of, whether it's absolute bliss and joy, creating and turning that into art and even big chapters and transitions such as losses, turning that into tangible art and something that's relatable. So something of beauty. Yeah, something of beauty. And so um, my dad was, and he's got this business sense. So he was definitely with me. Uh, and the entire journey of speaking in beads. And, um, you know, I guess the title, because this is how I communicate with the world and my expression and for people and uh, in, of myself. So as I experience the world, my language is in the art that I create. And so that's, um, and I also speak for people, right? I have these amazing experiences with musicians or um, fathers who sing to their children or, you know, a woman who wants to give a gift to, you know, her partner or a man who wants to give a gift to his partner or children to parents, all of the things, it's their expression of love, how they see these people that they, they hold so endearingly in their hearts and their expression of love. And then they give me all of these beautiful stories and I, translate that in my own language and I draw it out and I beat it and I attach it to leather and here it is here's this family crest or the expression of one's inner self and image and for the musicians on stage how they want to be seen which is a whole thing it's a whole thing I mean we spiffy up and gussy up to go to a show imagine what it's like for a musician on stage um and it was that strap is repre representing a part of uh, their identity and who they are and inside their, and their soul yes. and yeah. yes and everything that they've um, accumulated to become and all of that and so 
to harness all of that after 31 years of doing beadwork in so many different ways to articulate that and to to put those into words and explain it all just it was it really means the world to me to have a book in like out here and in the world um, at the Library of Congress and ex- explaining and describing this experience for others as well as myself. And uh, it's just, it was, it's really powerful experience to, to create a book and it's so pretty. It's like, it's a piece of art in itself, right? And being an artist, there's so many different ways to express that and words are art and putting them together poetically as art and then to um, combine all of the elements to make a tangible book that you turn the pages of. I don't have it on, on, you know, an audio book or uh, obviously because it's more visual, but I don't even have it online because I like pages. I like turning the pages. Mm. I like feeling them. I like the sound and the smell of a book. And because I do love books, I love reading. So, um, yeah, just to be part of that, it's, it's pretty well, powerful. And that makes sense. You work with your hands doing beading. So, of course, you like the tactile nature of holding a physical yes. book and turning the pages yes. and seeing it right in front of you. Uh, there's so many things that that I, I, I want to talk about within what you were just saying. And uh, I guess my first question quickly, I, I, were you, I imagine, were you inspired or motivated uh, and encouraged? I know that you had said people were encouraging you to write a book for some time. And then with your father, you know, going through his transition, uh, was that like a, a, an impetus or a vehicle for you to, to, to decide to, to finally put the do book it. out, to write the book? Was that like a, okay, this is the moment. This is the moment. I, I'm going to take this energy and, and transform was it. Was that a conscious? Yeah, into something beautiful. Absolutely. You know, and all of the encouragement from all the people, um, just, it really, really did help, you know. And, and I mean, um, you, you have to seize the moment. You don't look the gift horse in the mouth, right? Like when it's time. I mean, a friend of mine told me once that opportunities happen our entire life, but the same opportunity never happens twice. And that is just really powerful. And I apply that to a lot of things, knowing that, okay, if I let one slide, there's another won't be the same. And not that I couldn't have created speaking in beads at a different time, um, but really now was the time and especially after skull and roses and there's a whole chapter in the book um the last chapter because at that point uh with the whole uh dusty strings exhibit and all of the instruments that were there and so many of my straps on stage i mean with the musicians who actually who have their own pieces there's alligator there and mission control was there and all of these historic instruments were there and so several times throughout that entire festival there would be at least three straps on stage that I had created. And wow. so that really, I know, I know it was really powerful. It was like a strap one on festival. And, and so it was just, there were so many, I know it's like this apex and um, not that I've come down since by any means, it's still like building. But at that point, it was just such a culmination of everything I had achieved over the years. And it was just a really good time. You know, and, and it's amazing because there's like these incredible pieces I've made since the book came out. And it's like, oh, this isn't in the book. Oh, this isn't in the book. <laughs> but it's OK, because what is in the book is amazing. You're, 
you're going to have to make a, a, a second book at some point, right? I mean, yeah, we'll so. see. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about, uh, I want to dive in. <clears throat> you, you, you're taking a, a number of different skills that just don't happen to the everyday person. Like the, the, the everyday person doesn't just have these certain skills. Obviously, your years of experience and talent with beadwork, but more so... Uh, being able to being able to to read someone, uh, musician or whoever you're making the work for, in, guitar straps in this case, read that person, see inside of them, have that communication, both verbal and nonverbal, uh, mm-hmm. to and hold that trust to create a part of them in your art an extension right? that, that represents yeah, yes. that story that, that narrative into, mm-hmm. yeah their yeah, story the, their that, narrative that, and that, how it's inseparable from what we experience in the crowd right because what the musician feels is what the musician expresses right because all of life is vibration um, and all of our expression is vibration we just have different mediums um, painters have their medium to express their their interpretation of a vibration that creates a vibration. Um, Mine is beadwork, how I interpret energy and vibration. I put into my my medium, which is the beadwork and the leather work that is expressing my interpretation and then therefore my vibration that people interpret. Musicians do it how they feel and how they're interpreting an experience or anything in life and they do it through the vibration of sound and then we in the audience feel that and we reciprocate with our energy and our vibrations and the musicians feed on that and it's this beautiful symbiotic relationship of ebb and flow that happens and um, the beadwork, honestly, I mean, I've had m- several musicians say, I play differently now. I literally feel differently on stage, so therefore I express differently. And then we right. wow. will experience that differently. Yeah, so it's literally an integral part of this musical journey and experience that we had like at Great American um, that night and and so many other cases for people we don't i don't know of course i don't know these tens of thousands of people that fill these stadiums um but it connects us all of us because i'm just a girl in the crowd i'm just back there dancing i don't want to be up front i want to be way back there Mm -hmm. having my own experience Mm -hmm. um but I do know that like the person next to me and this energy that we experience and the light that we share, like this random dance I had with this woman at Oracle Park on Sunday night. I've never met her in my life and Eyes is one of my favorite songs for many, many reasons. And I had come out of the bathroom and I was trying to race down to where our, my crew was and Brady knows it's my favorite song. And I'm like, it's eyes. And I'm like, okay, there's no way I'm going to get down that elevator in time to get down in front. The song's going to be over. And I'm just going to have spent this entire experience of this song weaving through the crowd, which is great. Cause those are experiences also. But instead I remember opening the doorway onto this like Terra terrace. And I looked over and there was this beautiful woman dancing and we elevated And my skin is actually alive and I have no idea if I'll ever see her again, but it was one of the most profound spiritual out of body moments I've ever had 
with a complete stranger and that love and that connection and that energy, it comes to the table right over there where I sit and I create all of these amazing pieces. And whether they're on the big stage or whether they're in someone's living room, it's all of that light and it's all of that energy that just, it feeds the good parts of life and the world. And um, yeah, it's just, it's sensational. It's, it feels, feels pretty darn good. I, I, I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. I, I that experience that you talk about, I, uh, I don't know if it's felt to that degree. I, I, I'm being modest. I doubt it's felt to that degree in any other musical, I want to say fandom Genre. doesn't quite mm-hmm. do it justice, but culture? Uh, the way that deadheads carry, yeah. yeah, the way that deadheads, that we carry that, those experiences and that energy and that high mm-hmm. vibe that we experience into the shape of our lives and the path of our lives is like no other. They're very right? being. Uh, and, yeah. And that, that takes me mm-hmm. to. It, it is. Your right back to your start. You, you got your start. You grew up in the Midwest. You grew up in Michigan. Is that right? And you grew up going to powwows. I did. I grew up in West okay. Michigan. Yep. Um, going to powwows. Yeah. Sorry. That was a really long tangent. I did not answer your first question. That's okay. No, um, no, no. It, it, <laughs> this is what we're doing. This is it. This good, I love good, it. I'm here I for wordy. this all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did. I grew up in Michigan. Um, you know, a, a beautiful family. I had a great childhood. All of the good stuff. And then at a pretty, you know, early teens, I started going to powwows because there was an annual powwow in the spring and in the fall, um, right there in Grand Rapids by the riverside. I grew up north of Grand Rapids. Are you, are you of native but, heritage? Yep. I'm Iroquois Nation. Yep. But okay. I wasn't yep. raised traditionally. Um, my my family didn't really um, tap into those roots. It was not, we weren't raised as such. Uh, the, the bloodline comes from my grandfather's side, or well, my mother's side, her dad. And there were 10 kids in that family and five looked very Irish and five looked very Indian. And um, so, can, you know, can I, I interrupt I, you for a quick second. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Same. So uh, my, really? my lineage or heritage is Irish and Native American. Uh, and Whoa. as a child, young child, we, I didn't grow up with either, you know, being like practicing any kind of or being really attached to, to any uh, either either heritage. Uh, but as a young child, my parents would take me to powwows also. My biological wow. father was more uh, more of a participant in some ways. And again, I was a very young child, but it's some of my earliest memories, the, the drums, the dancing, the, the bonfire, the, smell. The, the community. The smell. Yeah. Yep. All of it. The, I, what, I've been, what they wore. I've, yeah. Uh, I felt connected to that, uh, to some degree through my whole life. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, I just really picked up on that when you mentioned in your bio about Absol- how, well where did you grow up? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. Where'd you grow up? Upstate New York. Oh, okay. So Algonquin Nation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, I, I love that. I love that we've got that. Like, okay, so this explains a little bit of chemistry, right? You know, right, I mean, especially right. like Irish and Indian, you know, it's like, there's a lot of fire there. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, and the great aunts would always, you know, they're so great. I had an Aunt Pearly and an Aunt Bertha and an Aunt Mabel, you know, and Thelma and all of these great aunt names, you know, and, you know, Seriously. they'd look at me and 
I, they really are. They were great. I literally had me on birth, though. <laughs> she was one of my favorites. Squinty eyes awesome. and the like the stockings that rolled down under her knees and all of the, the good cat stuff. Glasses. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because they all had glasses. And my Aunt Mabel would say, always look through the world or at the world through rose-colored glasses. And she literally had cat-eyed rose-tinted glasses. And uh, Aunt Bertha awesome. would just always call Classic. me. She'd say, you're my little Indian princess. And nobody else fed that, you know. Um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of expansion on that. But they had a really see- sweet space for that with me. Because I was, you know, I grew up in West Michigan. It's um, not a whole lot of culture. It's, I think it's fair to say, or diversity. Um, you know, I mean, sure. I love my, my Midwest upbringing. Absolutely. Like, I cherish that. Um, it makes me the hugger at the grocery store. You know, whatever's clever, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's... Um, it's just there's that that underlying thing, and when I first went to powwow, there was an awakening. Um, the drums, the smell of smudge, the dancers, the you know their regalia, all of it. There was an awakening, and um, yeah. So I I had always gone, and then I had my daughter when I was 16, and while everybody had left to go on Grateful Dead tour, or my friends went to college, you know, all of this, I was home nursing my daughter, you know, and so my girlfriend and I were at the annual powwow that spring and she's like, Hey, let's, let's share the expense of this little loom. And it was a wiry, you know, wire, like the looms that you get with boy scouts or girl scouts, right? Nothing fancy. And so we shared the expense and, um, she played with it for a little while and then brought it over. And I mean, like really since the moment I strung that loom, even that little teeny thing up, there was just it was as natural as mothering had come to me like wow like here we are and it was almost a third person experience and um and it just continued and then that year for christmas my mom had my uncle make me my first wooden adjustable loom and uh, i still have it and she filled it full of beads and and graph paper and needles and thread and all the things i would need to continue with a beautiful loom that wasn't rickety, you know, it was adjustable and I could do all the things and the, the design started changing. Everything just kept expanding. And so I've been beating since 1992. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're just set out on that path right from the Absolutely. Go. And then it was always the thing that I just, I did, you know, it was at first it was Christmas gifts and birthday gifts and um, just how do I create? And then, in 1994, the year after I had graduated from high school, my cousin and I had, Brian and I had set up at the Riverside Powwow together. He's an amazing artist in every respect. So him and I had set up that year. And then by 1995, Julia and I were traveling powwow. She would she would dance at every powwow and I would sell beadwork. And that's where we really... Um, the heart of the matter came in because I already had those Grateful Dead roots, right? So I already had that community philosophy of music and expression and be who you are and love is the cornerstone and all of this that I had had established. Um, but instead of doing, you know, dead tour, I was on, you know, powwow trail. Well, it, it's funny the way that you described uh, the, the, the senses and the sights of, of a powwow, you could almost be describing showing up at a Grateful Dead yeah. show. Bo uh, and everything. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Less weed. <laughs> the, the smudging, right? The yes. sage and the incense. Yep. Uh, the drums. You know, back then there were drum Everywhere. circles and a lot yes. at every, every yep. show. Uh, the tie dyes and the clothing and the dreads Gosh. and the right. The, the ritualistic nature Absolutely. of so much of it. The spiritual experience that was being had. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes in the lot, but you know, always in the yes. show. Uh, you know. Uh, I just released an episode today with Pete Sawyer. I think I've talked to you about yeah, him yeah. before. Pete Sawyer of Left Hand Monkey Wrench Gang. Mm-hmm. Great musician, great interpreter of Grateful Dead music and a super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did his doctoral dissertation on the ritual structure and spiritual nature of the Grateful Dead experience. Wow. I, and I just find the parallels between... You may not have been on Dead Tour, but you were having your own Grateful Dead ritualistic spiritual nature experience right alongside, almost parallel. Absolutely Uh, parallel. I mean, I was at Burlington. I will never forget the day the radio told me Jerry passed. I have a photograph of me and Julia that day. And um, yeah, it was absolutely parallel because I wasn't removed from the Grateful Dead. It's just, I mean, I had a four-year-old. I was making money doing that instead of, you know, it was a different tour. Yeah. You were being responsible, being a parent. Yeah. yeah. yeah, And learning so much more than technique. I mean, um, of course, from the elders, I was learning technique. Don't pull the string too tight, but it has to be enough and always weave in just all of the amazing technical skills, but it was the spiritual side of things like your friend, like the, the dissertation that was done yeah. on the spiritual right. matter. And, you know, I mean, how do you talk about any of this without being woo-woo-y, as people say, because it's what... Get woo-woo. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, like I said, I'm here it's for it. I, I, yeah, it's my experience, yeah, too. Yeah, it's the yeah. life force. It's the fuel. It's the light in us. It's that energy. It's that vibration that's always existed, that will always exist in, in all the different forms, right? Whether you're, you know, no matter what your religious aspect is or spiritual connection or cultural affiliation whether it's the dead or it's powwow any of this or the ones that we make on our own our own ideas and philosophies um there is such a parallel between the grateful dead and and what i experienced at powwow and it was like just like going on tour it's a family reunion like oh i haven't seen you since last week or oh hey haven't seen you since last tour it's what it's like at powwow season is we would all come together yeah. and it was all the aunts and uncles to all of the children and um it's just it's beautiful and it's deep it's absolutely deep and intention is behind all of it every single bead Every single stitch, there is intention. And, um, you know, whether I'm working through, like we talked about how turning, you know, either a love expression or a tragedy into a tangible art and expression, whether it's good or bad, well, it's not good or bad, I guess that's, it's just my experience one way or the other, um, Either I'm working through that in myself or my clients have expressed something to me and I'm putting those prayers for them into this mixed with healing, uh, mixed with smudge that's right there next to my table, um, on my table usually unless it needs to be cleaned. But it's it's all part of it. It's, it's integral. It's inseparable. And just like at a dead show, I mean, those lyrics – that were written they didn't just i mean there's meaning behind all of it it's really powerful mm-hmm. it's the story of one and it's the story of all 
and it's mythology it's spirituality yeah yeah, absolutely you're you're clear clearly tuned in uh and you know i find it fascinating and i I love every bit of it how you the parallel paths of your you know beadwork uh and powwow experience and grateful dead experience ran parallel Mm -hmm. Uh, and now have not just intersected, but have that road has joined that oh, path. Yeah. Those paths have joined into one practically for you. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, so no longer just parallel, but along that path, you, you've developed friendships with a number of these musicians that, you know, uh, um, we hold up high in our world, uh, these musicians that we're, that we talk about so frequently and we go to see and, um, you know, you, you you've developed a friendship with O'Teal. Oh yeah. I'm curious how is, you, you mentioned kind of, that was the, the start or that was a kind of a spark um, for the latest. So the first strap I did for a stage musician was actually Chandler Kinchla from blues traveler. That's yes. Great. And that yeah. was like in 2000 when I had met them and uh, one of my amazing childhood friends Nicole she had introduced me to the band she's friends with the band after a show at Pine Knob in Michigan and uh, so after the show we're talking and Chandler it's like you do beadwork can you do a guitar strap I hadn't but the answer is yeah sure and he's like okay well I want it to be dark and tribal and punk and bold and I want to have this and he takes his shirt off and shows me his tattoo and I was really just staring at Chandler but then I focused on (laughs) the the tattoo (laughs) yes I can beat that you know and and then I did and that so that and then he has four straps now as does O'Teal um and so that was, you know, between 2005 and 2007, he had gotten his first two. And then, um, you know, just life takes hold. My kids, I mean, I, I had a regular job in Michigan. I just, I worked, but always beaded at the scale house. I was a scale house attendant. Um, so I would always just bead there and just kept learning and kept growing and kept expanding my work and all this stuff but it wasn't until 2017 when O'Teal found me on Instagram and he was looking for a gift for his wife actually and he reached out and said hey I don't I went to your Etsy page but there's no there's nothing there um can you make one of these for my wife by the way I'm O'Teal Burbridge I was like Psh all right. Hey, O'Teal, you know, and, and then that conversation, he said, here's my number. And I mean, from the moment we said hello on the phone, it was, Hey, cuz where have you been? Haven't talked to you in a minute. It was this. See, you, you have that effect on people. (laughs) There's something in your nature that, that that I believe that, that, yeah, that, that does that. The safe place. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, I mean, I think there has to be, he found you on Instagram. Yeah, through Instagram, right? Wow. Um, yeah, and and then the conversation just went everywhere. It went from, um, I don't know, it was it was instantly deep, you know. And I said, you know, I do make guitar straps, and he said, wow, okay, let's talk. And then I created his first two, and then from there, it's been the most beautiful natural wild wildfire ever <laughs> and that's that's right. great he's he's very tuned in he's a tuned in teal vibrates on um an angelic level it's yeah. um he's definitely yeah. otherworldly in a lot of ways and um and still wow. we're all just people very well said. you know um right? we're all just people when we talk we laugh about hilarious things um it just it's does it's not about the big fame thing it's just natural normal things like today my kid 
did this and yesterday my kid did that or the damn dogs or you know something is just it's he's is just a person but he's also he's a, an a real normal normal person high yeah. vibrating powerful i mean when he um sometimes when he shares it's of a spiritual space where it's almost professorial like it's the spirit just comes in and flows through him with the message that he wants to share and there's wisdom he's he's definitely a bright light and i'm honored to call him a friend a close friend um but you know the vulnerability is and stage musicians i mean everybody you have to have that safe place and i mean all the psychology classes i've taken and things of that nature you do develop a cultivated ear to listen and cues to where to maybe lead people and ask the right questions to elicit um, certain emotions and expressions that need furthering. Um, but really just to, just to sit and listen to them and open that doorway. Because when somebody is going to express and open up their inner vision of themselves, they have to be safe because there's vulnerability. And especially with stage musicians, because there's a lot all the time people want a piece of them even if it's just to share the love and light there's so much energy and protection that they have to have for themselves um so the experience with different musicians every single experience is different and unique and amazing and even if it's guarded it's it's interesting to see them kind of like step back from that guard after a while and be like oh okay you're not going to use any of this in a in a Mm. way that is going to be exploited or i mean there's even been situations where no phone numbers exchange until after the strap is created where it's just emails or very guarded and careful and then they actually get the piece that we we birthed together right because it's it's inseparable you know, it's, it's very, it's integral to have both of us be part of it, of course. And then they reach out, you know, some of them and, a, and a, just here I am. Oh my goodness. Mm. Like, this is what I feel. This is what just happened. And um, I mean, aside from just, it's comfortable and, and all of the things it's the energy is, it's powerful. It's, it's an honor to, to have this in my life for sure. I can imagine, and I'd say it seems you're you're well deserving of it. Uh, you know, you did mention when you were talking about the psychology uh, uh, of, you know, of of listening and being able to maybe lead. Or what I heard was you describing the Grateful Dead at their peak when they were playing on stage with each other, yes. right? being able to listen and the dance and the conversation that's taking place and the, the being vulnerable and absolutely uh, my skin is actually know, alive leading right now. <laughs> and holding back and right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the beauty of the grateful dead when they were listening to each other and playing at, at their peak. Yeah. Uh, and I also hear the, the, the high vibe nature of psychedelics in that also, mm-hmm. which you know, for, as far as the Grateful Dead, I'm sure came directly out of the acid tests, mm-hmm. you know, playing the acid tests and learning to play with each other and operating and performing mm-hmm. on that level mm-hmm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. Those conversations way up there. So, yes. uh, yeah, and, and on and off the stage, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, you know, like the times I've been around Bob Weir, it's, it's interesting. He's his own vibration. He is powerful. 
Um, it's got to be hard. Honestly, it's got to be hard to, yeah. to be that, um, to have that role. I mean, and all, I'm sure it's amazing and, and all of the, um, the wonderful things that go with it. It's a lot of responsibility to be one of the founding yeah. fathers of a culture counter or a counterculture, not even just in America, the world in the books. Yeah. Forever. In the history of time. Of time. Forever. forever. Yeah. Like uh, artifacts it, that are going to be dug up that speak of the Grateful Dead. And there's so many different mediums. I'm, you know, like um, Fat Freddy's with his inlay work, right? And then what about all the luthiers yeah. and all of those instruments right. that are going to be unearthed if something ever buries them someday or just will be preserved and speak of this culture throughout all of time. And so there's... There's, there's a lot to being, I mean, I'm not even, I don't want to speak for him by any means. It's what I would imagine. It's so hard to be those musicians and harness all of that. It's energy. the yin and it's the yin and yang, it right? It, it, it's all the great benefits and rewards. Uh, and it's the, you know, the, the drag, the responsibility, yeah. the, you know, the, the pesky nature of, you know, all the other things. All of and the other things. it's, separating our ego or dropping our Which ego is, bobby and bobby knows he, he's tuned in he's meditating he's doing yoga right he's doing the things to from what i can see for as an outsider right that pays attention uh he's aware of it and he's doing what seems to be required to be able to separate the ego from being succumbing to you know what a lot of people would so yeah, I mean, it, it right? can't, it can't be easy. It. And, um, you know, you and I can walk down the street pretty freely without being bombarded. Can you imagine being a prisoner of your own success and not being able to just simply walk out the door? You know, when the dead's in town, nobody's just walking out the door. In the, <laughs> in the midst of that, can I just, can, did you see the, the, the pictures or the video of Bobby helping that yes, stranded? Loved uh, it amazing right like okay. he just got to be Brad, a dude just made me love you even more bob yeah yep. yep. just got to hey, be a I'm dude on Stinson beach here i am i'm just bob Weir. i'm you know yep. 70 some years old let me help you you know dig out your boat yeah by what you got going on here you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally yeah. i know it's so amazing yep. just uh, i mean the gift of just being able to be you know is is powerful yeah. you know teal said something once and i don't know i think i apply it daily as Everything comes at a price. Everything comes at yeah. a price. The good, mm. the bad, everything that we do comes at a price. And it's true. So how are we going to spend that? What do you know? It's, I mean, I, to achieve benevolence sounds great. I don't even know if I'm in that chapter of my life quite yet. Um, I guess I try, but I'm also just a girl born in April with a fire sign. I don't, I'm just trying. <laughs> like we're all just kind of trying, yeah. you know. Um, I, yeah, I would say, aren't we all? Yeah. Uh, that's something I'm definitely learning myself as I as I'm aging. Uh, everything comes at a price, you know. It's real. Really being intentional about okay, what am I doing with my with my time mm -hmm. with my time that I have left here on mm -hmm. Earth? Uh, you know, what are my priorities? Where am I investing my more and more valuable yeah. time? Yeah. With who? 
uh, what am I doing, right? What's your legacy? Anyway. Um, you know, our children, uh, the things we create. I mean, that's, I think that's part of the amazing thing aside from, yes, my beadwork. This is, it's strong. I mean, I have a piece of beadwork in the other room that was given to me. And at the time, it was 125 years old. So it's about a 140-year-old wow. piece of beadwork. Um, and it was made with cotton thread, not even you know, leather around it. So my work will last hundreds, literally hundreds of years, no matter how hard it's played with. And, um, you know, that's leaving my legacy. The book is like, it's a whole nother level of leaving a legacy. And so to do it with and from love, I think it's the best yeah. that we can do. And, you know, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you're leaving, you're leaving a physical legacy, but more important and almost transitory and maybe it's the buddhist in me uh the 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 fleeting or, or perpetually changing uh the joy that you're bringing right mm -hmm. the the with each piece uh that won't last forever because none of us last no. forever but it's here now to be enjoyed yes right and yes the physical piece will will stay for hundreds of years mm -hmm. if not longer mm -hmm. uh the, the emotions and the experience of it uh, only lasts a short amount of time and mm -hmm. make it as powerful as possible. Yes, absolutely. Right? And stories do follow through with that, right? So um, the, the beadwork, the straps will be, and hence the living artifact part of my, my title of the book is because it's the energy here and now, right? That we're all experiencing that gives the momentum and, and the straps will be the tangible piece that is left after we're long gone. Um, people, you know, you know how like grateful that like it's the documentation Cornell shows, like people talk about the energy and the experience and to have the ta tangible piece left over that goes with this narrative at the end of the story is the living artifact behind it. And in this day and right. age, everything is documented and recorded just so much differently. And I mean, even, I guess even if all of that goes kaput, um, I like to think that unearthing something or holding a piece of beadwork that was worn by Bob Weir 200 years from now, somebody will say, check this out. What do you think this means? You know, O'Teal straps, they tell stories of energy. Like I can't even, it's, it's so intense. That was part of the beauty of putting that in words also is taking those feelings and putting that into words and trying to share that. And um, wow. yeah, I don't know, I guess until you feel it. And another cool thing about energy, I just wanted to, like, I don't know if it's on course or not, but you know, like I put all of this in and I feel the beadwork and I, I love it and I'm, I'm hold it. It's my hands and sometimes the blood, which I have to wipe away real quick because it will stay in the leather because <laughs> needles are sharp and I don't use sewing machines and I don't use computers. And it's very important for me to keep that um, tradition alive, that, that Native American roots where I don't use Illustrator. I don't use computer graphics. I draw it. I transfer that to sketch paper, all of that. Um, wow. And then sew by hand. I cut from a rawhide. Uh, none of it is a sewing machine. It's all just, you know, my hands and tools at my hands. Um, 
but you know, all of that energy I have and feel, and then I give it to the musicians. And it's so interesting how quickly it changes. The energy changes because I think the most profound one was I had given O'Teal his straps in June and 2017 in Colorado. And then that August, when we went for the 75th Jerry's celebration in, um, at Red Rocks, I had done an adjustment on the adjuster part of his strap and I held that strap for the first time since I had created it. And it felt so different in my hand. Like I remember looking at it thinking, wow, this is really pretty. Um, like, it, like I don't even like it was not mine at all anymore. It, the energy had completely because it had been his, shifted. and he had been putting his energy the into energy it had and playing. Completely shifted, right. and wow, the, transformed. It, it transformed to where I even looked at it, saw it differently. Um, I mean, if you can imagine, which I can't imagine, not seeing your child for ten years and being like, "Wow, you've changed." Which I mean, I'm all up in my kids grills, you know, so I would not, not see them for 10 years, but imagine not seeing them. Um, or like even a distant relation that you're like, wow, cousin, you've grown up so much since the last time we had a family reunion. Like that's what that felt like. And even immediately. So the dogs, that sweet, sweet dogs in a pile band, right. Um, they were yeah. at skull and roses and like, everybody was like, what is this? Um, I just finished a strap for Jimmy law and I gave awesome. him the strap in Seattle and the very next night, I went to the Portland show, and I held the strap in one, well, two nights at that point. It was two nights on stage. The energy completely shifted, completely shifted. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. it's hard to explain, but it, it I can feel it, and it's it's powerful. I get it. My, my youngest daughter's two, and I swear, from the time she goes to sleep and wakes up in the morning, she's yes. different. Like yeah, she, I noticed these imperceptible changes. It's blows my mind. I can't stop talking about it. It's all I've talked about for months as she's developed and it's crazy. It's like, magic. Being the outside observer, but being so close to her, yes. seeing it's wild. And then imagine yeah. how yeah. you're changing and you're not spending that time looking at you, but you are changing with every single day. And children just have such wonder. You look into their eyes and the way that they see yeah. the world is so much different than the jaded adult with all of their attachments and logic and reason and, and philosophies and stresses and all of yeah. it, you know, like children yep. don't have a philosophy. They're just experiencing the world and there's such magic there. So she is changing every day that she wakes up. I love that. I love that she you've is. got that. And two is such my a favorite. My, it really is. My favorite thing now is like, we'll leave the breakfast table and she'll grab my hand and say, daddy, come, oh. I want to play now. Oh. And it's like, okay, this short time before now we got to brush your teeth yeah. and, you know, off to school yeah. or daycare, uh, it's time to play. Yes. Like, that's what she wants to do. She wants to play. Yes. Like, yep, absolutely. You play, kid. Every chance you get, yep. play, play, I know. Play. Absolutely. I know. They're good reminders to play for us. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. I, I, I really indulge in that. Me too. Um, Wow. Okay. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I just got thrown. Uh, <laughs> wow. I, yeah, no, it's okay. It's, it, it, it's incredible. Uh, we could keep going and going. Uh, I don't want to shift, um, but let's, okay, let's. Uh, just for the sake of time. Yeah. And, and again, people's attention spans, right? <laughs> it's real. So, yep. uh, it's real. Uh, Skull and Roses this year. Are you going to be there again this um, year? I think so. I've, I don't want to. Um, I think so. 
is what I've got. I mean, okay. probably, I don't know how I don't go to Skull and Roses because it's amazing. I love Skull and Roses it so is. much. I, know, me I too. mean, the crew, the music, the, the just it's perpetual energy like harvested it's, from the past and bringing it forward yes sacred grounds I, yes and i really yeah. love everything about skull and roses um i've got a couple yeah. ideas and irons and fires that i'm not ready to talk so much about so um okay maybe probably we'll see okay okay <laughs> that was my next question yes. like what's what's next what do you have lined up what do you want to share with us um you know uh, like uh this summer was super wild and fun with all the book tour and i did like this nice fall run in the pacific northwest um right now i have a lot of beadwork to do like i have so much beadwork to do i have so much creating to do uh so in my family you know you've got the family right being away from the family is hard um on them as much as me, but really on them. Cause mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mom, you know, like I like the kitchen clean at night. Mm -hmm. They like to wake up to the kitchen clean cause I'm mom, you know, things like this, <laughs> you know, and, and I love this role that I have here. So right now I'm pretty stationary in the spring. Um, there's a couple of the we'll see things. I think I'm planning to kind of go back to the Midwest this early summer. So June, um, the timeless gems bobby and i are working on a little something for june in chicago um but a Bobber. lot of it no um Tietzel, um I, I never pronounce his name correctly but timeless gems is is his um thing and they've got this amazing um like permanent exhibit of historic instruments and artwork and it's just phenomenal and they've got um oh, cool. yeah they've got some pieces that i've done uh the cat strap that i did which was the first cats under the stars that i did because that was the first song jerry played on that instrument um and pretzel is there and that's one of my favorite straps nice. oh my god pretzel too actually um it's one of my favorite straps i mentioned i love literature so i listen to a lot of audiobooks and that was the first Leo Tolstoy book that I ever listened to was when I was creating. That was Anna Karenina because um, I attach books to beadwork. It's so strange, but it's that energy space huh. that I go into because I love literature, but I can't read and bead at the same time. So I listen to books a lot, um, which is a lot of fun. Um for me anyways, because I know I went into them. But uh, so I'm thinking of like, that's what we're gearing towards. But a lot of it is fine tuning. And at the same time, I'm creating and doing the beadwork. Um, I just spoke with uh, Lisa Betts, and we're gearing up for their thing that they do next Labor Day. Um, so a lot of is that Dwayne's? Yes. Is that Dwayne Betts? Yes, wife? Jackson Hole. Okay. And um, well, I guess I'll just spill some beans. I would love to do a 2024 collection because um, all my work is custom. Everything I do is custom and it's been for years. Um, but there's just there's this collection. There's these images. There's things I want to create that are in me that I just want to put out there. And so I'm, I've been toying with the 2024 collection. And so those are a couple of the irons I have in the fire. I don't want cool. to overshare nice. until it comes. Okay. Um, well, nice little tease. I yeah. Like it. Yeah. Good. But it will yeah. come to fruition no later than Labor Day with the Dwayne Betts thing in Jackson Hole, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, wow. So awesome. things that just build. Um, but as far as full on dates right now, um, ideas coming soon kind of a thing you know okay yeah. stay tuned yeah stay tuned Fo follow jenny on all her socials and all that stuff that we do in 2020 and the yeah in this, right? in this century yep. <laughs> yep uh 
Oh, wait, it cut out. Try again. Two things. Uh, two things before we go any further, just before big time. Uh, where can one purchase your book currently? Awesome. Where can somebody find so, that? Beadworkbyjenny.net is my website. Uh, and that's not where, I mean, you can email me and we correspond about anything through that. But beadworkbyjenny.net is where the book is for sale. Um, and I'll get it out to you right away. I'm a one woman show. I don't have a warehouse or anything. So uh, let me know what you want me to write in your book and I'll write it in there and send it off to you. It really is a beautiful gift. I know Christmas is around the corner, but even birthdays and any celebration because it's just so mushy and sentimental in all the right ways. And I think it'll touch Great everybody's coffee table book. It is. It's beautiful conversation piece. Yeah. The quality yeah. is amazing. Um, Rosie McGee was a big integral part of the, you know, bringing my book to life and the same designer that did her and Susanna Millman's book helped me design, well, designed my nice. book. Um, and even the and, well, you guys are neighbors too. We're neighbors now. You it's actually pretty wonderful. I mean, Rosie, like honestly, I see Rosie more than I see anybody other than my immediate family, <laughs> which is wonderful for me. She's so good. I know the bonus. She's awesome. Yeah, she's Rosie. she's smart and hilarious and deep, and I I love Rosie. <laughs> she's good friends with my friend Madhu too. Nice. You know Madhu. Nice. Yeah, she's a good girl. Um. Uh, so yeah, there okay. and then Instagram is is my most I'm most active with Instagram, um, more than Facebook. Okay. So contact you through Instagram if anybody wants a custom piece yes. or has any questions. Yep, yep. Okay. And other and if not yep. there, then email through the website is great too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's not that I don't pay attention to Facebook. It's just harder for it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just had my Facebook shut down, uh, oh. disabled permanently just two days ago. Oh so yeah. I think that they threatened me too. Yeah. I'm ignoring it until yeah. it's come time. Yeah. All <laughs> right. I have to go into that right yeah. now, but, uh, I still have my business page. Thankfully, I'm just going to have to build that and use that. And that's great. Yes. Uh, I'll include the link for your book, uh, in your email, if you want, and any other links that you want to direct people on my site and, Perfect. you know, uh, we'll include that in the, the posting of the socials. And, uh, of course, and, uh, the other thing I want to say, do you have any visual so that people won't really see the, the video recording of this unless they subscribe to Patreon and then they can see oh, cool. the bonus uh -huh. video footage. It's mostly just audio. They'll hear the podcast. But uh, for those that do want to participate and subscribe for the Patreon, do you have any of your beadwork or any visual uh, aids that you can show? Anything nearby that you can grab? Oh, nearby. Hold up to the camera. Oh, let's see. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. It's, there's I plenty. I should have mentioned that before we yeah, got yeah. started. Hold on. I just thought of it. I'm always a little late to the game. Yeah. Hold on. Let me go grab a couple. I know. I'm like, huh. Okay. I don't make much beadwork for the house anymore. Hold on. All right, we're back. Um, so this is a tapestry. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And so this was my husband and I Amazing. met at Black Sheep Family Reunion, um, a music festival a friend of mine put on. And uh, so, yeah, this was my courtship. So this is how I landed Brady. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I sealed the deal with that one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then, yeah, he was he used to get spoiled with beadwork. Oh, he doesn't get a whole lot anymore. Um, and this was the first Christmas we spent together, which is, this is applique. So this is different than loom work where you sew directly onto the leather. 
And I guess that's Ooh. us getting married. Oh, Brad. Isn't that cool? That's beautiful. It's yeah, really, I love it's it. It's really beautiful. Trees entwining. Yeah, wow. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so Christmas, I happen to have a lot of things around. So I just finished this, which is a whole story. It's a little medicine bag, but it's a whole story of this family. And it's sweet. Like, I love doing little medicine awesome. bags. Beautiful. And this strap is about to go off. Which is just, you know, this is their love story. So it's... who Who's that strap oh, for? Oh, um, you know, what if they're listening? It's a surprise. I can't say quite yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, they don't no, know. Okay. No, shh. So I oh, can't say. I don't okay. know. What if they're subscribers? But yeah. It's... You'll have to... T- doubtful but yeah well I <laughs> you'll, mean, you'll have maybe someday yeah. maybe someday right? maybe after this and then you can uh, see you'll have to padded. text me uh, uh, who it yes, is yes i will and they're so padded and like all the leather work like this is i wish you could wow amazing see but yeah all the beads it's all done yeah. by hand it's pretty stuff wow yeah so those are That's ones i have close beautiful. by <laughs> wow thank you for for showing yeah. um Okay, so as we're winding down, uh, regrettably, um, I do have some questions, like I mentioned in yeah. the beginning, right? Uh, mostly about Grateful Dead stuff and side things. Uh, you know, feel free to pass on anything. Or, uh, mostly meant to be short answers, or if you want to expound, uh, go for it, right? Feel free. Uh, and then there'll be a second set of questions that are mostly just quick, like either or, you know, Perfect. Meant, mostly, mostly meant to be funny. Um, so let's see, anything I'm forgetting here? All right, I guess I'll include that in the questions. Uh, and again, some of these questions I ask everybody, mm-hmm. right? So, and there are no right or wrong answers. Right. And a lot of these questions are going to be unfair. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, uh, so again, no right or wrong answers. Okay. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Excuse me. Was the Grateful Dead a punk band? Oh, um, in their own right, yes. And I would say so because they were outside the box and they jolted a lot of people and controversial. So, yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree with Mm -hmm. you. Uh, Do you have a favorite Grateful Dead show, either attended or listened to on tape or I guess now it's what archive or re-listen. It would be archive. Uh, um, true Grateful Dead times. Um, you know, I'm not going to be cliche and say, say Cornell show because there's a reason that that is the great. I love all the pig pen footage best. Mm, I love the old stuff Okay. because yeah. – um, I don't know. It has that like can't heat vibe, right? It was so revolutionary. It was like fresh and punk, I guess. Kind of raw psychedelic. It was super raw psychedelic. And, yeah. and what the pig pen era was doing was just, it was a whole lot different than what it turned into. So I don't know about a show, but I guess that's my answer for an era in the Brent years. And I mean, all the years, okay. but yeah. You're answering like three of my questions oh. all at once. So <laughs> Sorry. Great. <laughs> it's all right. And I already know your favorite Grateful Dead song is Eyes. It's one of, the of world, them, for right? sure, for lots one of, of reasons. Yes, I do love Eyes. What, do you care to expound on it? I mean, um, guess, well, for but. so many reasons. I mean, I love the bass. I do love the heavy bass, right? And the solos in it. Um, and how it goes, just the transfer of music. And it's like, and then the 
tot- the way that the dance break in that song, they just it, mm-hmm. that it just it every time, no matter what, no matter who, it completely sucks me in, and I'm whirled away into that like jam of eyes and. Honestly, like my cousin who is not a deadhead and I love me I love my cousins. She is not a deadhead at all. And I will never forget in my kitchen and it was really late. We had had a party and I'm cleaning and it was maybe three or four in the morning. And I look up and she's like, I have no idea what's happening, but she was getting down <laughs> to eyes and she's not a deadhead. So I, I like, love it. yes. it's like one of my, it was, it's one of my favorite moments ever. I'm like, you get it. You got it. And it was eyes. So yeah, that's, there's, that's why. That's <laughs> um, Brent or Keith? Oh, I don't, I don't, different, I know, unfair. It, a little unfair yeah. because different reasons for different, um, mm-hmm. it is for different reasons, you know, um, I love what both of them lend, like, and they're just two different eras too. Love to hear Brent sing though. I love his contribution. I really do. That soulful Ugh. voice coming from Ugh. so much Pain and it's like and makes unresolved. me think of my brother-in-law who's one of my favorite people ever yeah. and yeah and he's a huge brent fan so big brent you know. fan too there's associations okay, always t- <laughs> yeah totally uh two-parter question for you favorite instrument you ever made a strap for Oof. okay uh one i have to say one favorite instrument um okay name name three give me three okay wolf alligator i can't do three mission control pretzel (laughs) um i can't i can't i don't know how to do that um there's so many i those are those are my off the top of the head top four Okay, thank you. You made one for Jerry's uh, acoustic Martin. I did. Too. I did. Wow, that had to be special. It, it wow. was so special, and I used so many elements from you know because it was used in the recording of Olden in the Way, and it was on Festival Express, which is love that. Right. I love Festival Express. Right. So that artwork came through. Um, you know the one I did for um, Andy Logan's Rosebud Replica from Scarlet Fire Guitars. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That one is my dad. I poured because that that strap, um, I'm going to reel it in um, and try not to cry. So that strap I designed with Andy for that Rosebud replica as my in his, you know, my dad's last chapter. And I strung up the loom and I just needed wow. some distraction. Right. So I strung up the loom and the design was done and I was ready to begin. I pulled all the colors out and then my mom called on Super Bowl Sunday and said, okay, so this is what's happening. And I, I, I just, I packed everything up and went to Michigan and I didn't know how long I was going to be in Michigan. And so I cut that off the loom all of the, like the string strings, I cut it all off and I didn't know how long I was going to be there and I had to have beads. So I threw it all into a box, the, like everything I might need. And I shipped the loom and the design and all the beads to Michigan thinking that I would bead while I was there. And, um, I didn't bead while I was there, needless to say, but, um, the very first thing I did the day after I got home was, sorry, who strung up the loom and I made that piece. So it's pretty, that's one of my favorites. Wow. Yeah. 
Sorry. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with yeah. us. That's wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm sure Andy realizes how special Andy that, knows. that Andy's is. pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's a good one. I've never met Andy. I've met Jason. I've never met Andy. Oh, he's so good. Oh. OTL once said, who's, you know, do you know any aliens? And I was like, well, you, right? And uh, <laughs> I'm like, and Andy, <laughs> he's otherworldly. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what was it like holding mission control? Oh, so it's such an amazing instrument. It's so beautiful. And I met, so powerful. it's so powerful. And I had created for a lot of these instruments. And then at that Dusty Strings exhibit at Skull and Roses was the first time that I held the instruments and the beadwork together. It was the first time wow. that I held them. To- That's a culmination right huge. there. Huge. It was huge. Wow. And, and mission control is truly a piece of art and it was when I met Rick Turner right and he died like a week later um so I got to meet him and I got to meet Mission Control at the same time and I mean every single part of that instrument is pure art it's unbelievable and that strap for Mission Control is outrageous because I replicated the inlay work that was done of the entire, you know, the, the neck and, and the, you know, headstock mm-hmm, front and mm-hmm. back. And, um, so to see them side by side, but, oh, that it was powerful beyond words. And I mean, that thing was even made for the wall of sound. Hey, there's just so many layers to that right. instrument. It's by far one of the most beautiful, incredible instruments I've seen. Yeah. And that's my favorite Grateful Dead year of 74. Nice. The year they, they were using the wall of sound. Yes. That's for, for many reasons. Many, but, yeah. Um, okay. Favorite. This isn't a fair question either. And I know it's, I don't even want to ask it, but I'm going to, because I wrote it okay, down and do I it. can't help myself, <laughs> but I, I, I know, uh, favorite musician you've made a strap for it. And, and I was going to say, and why is it Neil Casal? <laughs> but right. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> Neil. Uh, because I wanted you to talk about Neil, Neil for I, a second. Okay. But I, I'd be surprised if it wasn't Oteal. It's Oteal. Just from how highly you speak <laughs> it's of Oteal. Oteal. He's, right? He's like, it's Oteal. he's family okay. from um, lifetimes and um, yeah. seeing his spirit. I mean, they're all my favorites. So it's really hard um, to say just one in every single piece, every single musician. We have. I have a story for, and it's deep and profound and um, alchemy in all of its ways. I think Oteil, though, because it's, I mean, I've become friends with all of them. It's just like, it's, it's a rekindling of, oh, hey, buddy, I haven't seen you since that lifetime. And, oh, hey, buddy, I haven't seen you mm. since that lifetime. And here we are with our mediums in this lifetime discussing this because it's a culmination of all of it, right? Everything brings us to this day. Here we are. And so that, um, of course, Neil's strap. Neil, um, you know, I mentioned that some of the musicians are very guarded. They were until the end. And Neil was one of those where there was like a bridge. My friend Jenny, who had ordered it, um, she was like the monkey in the middle because he was very guarded and very protected, Um as far as exposing and and so to feel that one out was very much putting that like 
standing back and really observing and really listening and really feeling. And it was very trial and error. Um, and plus there were three of us. It was my friend Jenny wanting to put her two cents in, mine and then Neil's. So like to to shuffle through three different expressions and three different egos to land, you know, to that strap. Mm. And he even declined at first. He's like, they're so beautiful, but I think they're too busy and they're too flashy and I'm not that guy. And then um, mm. I wanted to be like, no, 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 no. I got this, but I didn't. I, I just, <laughs> I lit some sage and I sat back and said, he'll come. And two weeks later, he's like, actually, I think you can do this. And I said, I can. And I did. And even the colors, I was like, Ooh, after we got the design finally, right. And, um, the flower in the middle, Jenny wanted a sunflower and wanted three of them. And I'm like, I don't know about three, I think one and in the right place. And my husband Brady is so good. He's the voice behind so much of what I do. And he walked by and he's like, it's a Lotus. Neil needs a Lotus. Neil is a Lotus. It's a Lotus. I see it. Neil, Neil was a Lotus. Neil was a Lotus. Is, is was, is. A Lotus. Yeah. And he is. Yep. And of course, Brady was right. Shh, I know that this is being recorded, wow. but Brady was right. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then I, so we got all that right. And then I'm like, Ooh, and I put it on the loom and I picked out the colors and I started it. And Brady said, it's not, that's not him. It's too bright. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's so beautiful. <laughs> And Jenny was like, oh, I don't think it's him. And I'm like, you guys are all wrong. And Neil's like, nope, that's not it. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> and uh, so that came off the loom, and um, which I ended up turning into a bracelet um, after he had passed um, because I couldn't dismantle. It was so beautiful. It was such a beautiful color combination of that design. Um, and then I was – just wasn't it him. It wasn't him. And then yeah. I, the next batch I did, I put it on the loom, and I got a few inches in, and he was like, you've got it. That's it. And he wow. was so, he's powerful, right? Neil Cassell is Neil Cassell for lots of reasons. And the lessons he was here to learn and the lessons he was here to teach for all of us and whatever that means for every individual. Um, you know, and at Lockin, right before he had passed, and there's so many layers to that stage performance, but we were couch touring it and seeing O'Teal and Neil on stage with their straps was really something for me because both of them are so powerful and it's cute because Jennifer Hartswick called me like right away after and she's like okay so O'Teal gave me your number and because I got off the stage and I know I was trying to be professional and, and do my job but I kept looking at the straps and had to she's like what is happening with wow. you two what is with you people and I need one for because her husband is Chris Chu and so she's like I need one for Chris and so her and I made a strap for Chris who subsequently has two now and those straps are powerful and amazing um but Dwayne was on stage and um and that, that's one of my favorite straps, too. They're all my favorites. But he was on stage doing bats. And I'm like, well, look at how naked he is. And, you know, so I did a whole, like, hashtag strap one on Dwayne. And it was ha, ha, ha. His response was, and I'm like, no, seriously, though. Like, it's more than a hashtag. And then his strap is <laughs> unbelievable. And just getting to know him and his beautiful wife and a lifetime friendship with them, um, his piece is you know, O'Teal's like, you know, it's a, it's a portal. He says, you know, your strap, when the first time I saw Dwayne strap, he's like, wow. wow, that is, he's like, I just had this moment where I shifted into another time and place. And just simply looking at that strap 
brought me there instantly. And so that's another amazing, and Anders Osborne, I just, we could go on for hours. I should probably just cut myself off. Amy Helm, the strap for her. It's hard to even not cry when I think about her strap. And um, wow. there's so many. There's, I love every single one of them for each reason. It's a really long answer. Am I making this up? Or did I see somewhere when I still had a Facebook a while back that you did a strap for Willie Nelson? I did do a strap for Willie Nelson. Um, it was did. a gift that um, Jenny, my, that same friend for Neil Cassell, had me gift it. Well, she gave it to him as a gift. And, you know, we don't know how it's been received or anything. There's never been any um, follow-ups. No so feedback. I'm, so no. I'm so curious. Really? I don't even know if he's got it yet. So... But I did make it, and it's really amazing. It's Willie Nelson. It's got poker, and it's Willie Nelson. Nelson. It even has Trigger on there. And I I beaded Trigger's, like, the strap is hanging on the actual guitar that I beaded into the design. So, because it's Willie Nelson. I beaded Willie Nelson. It's pretty powerful. Of course. Of course. Uh, So you haven't seen any photos of him wearing? Well, let's be real. I mean, he's had the same guitar strap on his guitar for, I mean, what? 50 years he's had this he's had the same guitar for what yeah Since like 60? 50 60 yeah 50 60 years, years yeah. with the same strap yeah. so let's just be real right you know? wow. um so i don't know maybe, if he'd come out on stage with that um i i don't maybe it's hanging in his house maybe you know i mean as long as it's loved and he feels the love that's what matters to me Mission accomplished. Yeah, mission accomplished. And but yeah. it is really pretty. And I did beat Willie Nelson, so that was pretty darn cool. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> right. I know. My son was like, Wow, mom, okay, now I'm impressed. Wow. I'm like, Oh now you're impressed. Like, so we're not gonna talk about Bob Weir because he's like, Well, I'm like, Well what? Give it to me, Gabriel. <laughs> he's like, Is this Willie Nelson, Mom? I'm like, All right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's that's yeah, amazing. pretty amazing. Okay, uh, if we started, if we started a band, and everyone in the band had to wear Bobby's short shorts, <laughs> what ins- what instrument would you play? What instrument? And would they be bedazzled? I don't know, or beaded? The shorts? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I'd put fringe. Yes, I'd bead fringe on the bottom. I love fringe. Beaded fringe. Beaded okay, fringe. I love yes. it. Yep. That's where I'm going. Cool. <laughs> Very 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Fringe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what instrument would you play? Oh, what instrument would I play? Vocals, my voice. I guess. Vocalist. Is that okay. fair? Is that the yep. right answer? Yeah, absolutely. Answer. Yep, totally. That's 100% an instrument. instrument. It is. Yeah. Okay, I, I know that you li- listen to audiobooks while you're doing your beadwork. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, I know we're not supposed to listen to Spotify because they're a horrible company and they, they don't treat musicians well, but yeah. I listen to Spotify. Yeah, me too. I just, I, okay. What was your Spotify top five this year? Did you did you see your? Oh, your, I didn't. Whatever see. it's called. No, I didn't. Oh, you haven't seen it no, yet? No, I, d- okay. I do very little checking in i usually just go to playlist and go so i'll I'll look though that's cool same they just i only knew because i somebody said it mentioned it to me yesterday so oh. then i looked and then today they sent me a thing about oh. it so maybe they'll send oh, look. one soon. <laughs> i'm so curious any guesses any guesses and what's in your top oh uh, i'm so five? silly um so i love all of it and 
honestly, Cowboy Junkies, I listen to a lot. I know, isn't that weird? Like, it's so, like, it's back there. Of course, like, Jerry, I love Jerry, um, JGB, you know, of course the dead, but I'd say JGB would probably be in there. Um, I really love um, that Tyler Tyler Childers, what is it? Yes, thank you. I've been really listening to him a lot. Um, You know, Brady has the soundtracks. Brady's the one. He, like, usually has the music going on his phone because he's like, Jenny, you're so predictable because I'll put in Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin or so, you know, those old school. But, yeah, I've got it there on the Cowboy Junkies. And, yeah, I love me some uh, Frank Sinatra. And I'm just kind of all over the place. Nice. Me too. I, I, I still stick to the 70s was the best uh, decade for music. Most of my music that I listen to is in the 70s. Yeah. I'm very eclectic with my musical yes, tastes, but the, I'm big on the 70s. Yeah, but I love me so. Zeppelin if there's going to be a go-to. Oh, and Steely Dan all day long. Like, I'm, nice. yeah. I know Brady always Steely laughs Dad. and he's like, why always? You know, people are like, what should we put on? And my answer is always Steely Dan. And he's, not that he doesn't like Steely Dan, but he's always like, don't ask Jenny because we know her answer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what was the last show that you attended? The last show, what was it? Why do I have, um, oh, okay, it was the Dogs in a Pile and Pigeons playing ping pong. Yep. In Portland? It was in Portland, yep. Yep. Uh, Our boy's there right now, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. Yes. He's in Portland. Because it was during the week, and I was like, damn it, why you got to be all during the week when I'm home being a mom? and. Doing the mom thing. thing. What's the next show that you're attending? The next show that I'm attending, I think I'm going to see The Nth Power here in Eugene at the Big Dirty. So, yeah. yeah. The Nth Power? Yep, and um, Nick Casarino just got a strap a little bit ago. So I get to see that in the wild, which I'm excited about, that little cancer baby that he is. So, um, yeah, that's the next show that we're going to see. How fun. What a special little bonus. You go to shows and just so many of them, you see people are wearing your straps and you're a part um, of that extra connection yeah. of you and the music. Yeah, and the that's channel really that's happening amazing. and all of the energy yeah. that, you know, the snowball yeah. effect of energy that's happening. And yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Wow. I love it. Me too. Okay. Again, attention spans. Uh, we, I could talk with you for hours and I, I can't wait to get to hang out with you yes. again and you and Brady. And, yes. uh, yeah. And you'll be at um, Skull and Roses? I'll be there. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Yep. Um, I, uh, I'll be there vending and you know, I do their, their merch. Too. Yes. Yep. So, um, I, I, Andy yeah, Coe, so. our own little um, Pacific Northwest, he's our national treasure up here. Um, everybody's got their pocket, Matt Hartle's, Santa Cruz's pocket, you know, like everybody's got yep. their um, little sweet treasure. And Andy Coe is ours, and he's going to be at Skull and Roses this year. So I'm really excited. He'll be playing this yes. year? Oh, good. Yeah, awesome. and his strap is All incredible, right. too. Awesome. Yeah, I, I got my ticket uh, during Blind Faith. Nice. I knew the lineup was going to oh, be. Oh, amazing, um, of course. Yeah. yeah, it'd have to be a really like weird, shitty lineup for me, not or some weird life circumstances to not go to that. Festival. Probably more that's of a my, life like, circumstances because shitty lineup is yeah. Possible. That's my one commitment a year you nice, know, that I nice. that I adhere to. Yeah, they're for sure. special. It's like a family reunion, and I, like yeah. I said, the only yep. thing that I could see interfering was is if 
there is a, a, a conflict of dates and I can't help that the yeah. other thing is when it is. So you got, you got big things happening, dude. You, mm. you know, you're tuned in, you're paying attention to the opportunities, right? If it's some opportunity arises, priorities, we just, we got to go yeah. with where, right? Yeah, where, trust the flow. Where this universe is leading us. So yeah, I, I, I dig it. Okay. Uh, last set of questions. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Uh, quick either or, okay. uh, LSD or mushrooms. Mushrooms. Currently anyway. Favorite author. Oh. Um, Slash favorite book. Oh, it's, uh, that is okay. Um, Anna Karenina Tolstoy. Okay. You mentioned that. Yeah. Because that I just, it's very haunting. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's my favorite, but cool. it's like, it's there. It's your favorite right now in this moment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, San Francisco Giants or Detroit Tigers? Tigers. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. All yeah. right. Big time. Beatles or, Beatles or Stones? No, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Just making our own rules yeah, here. <laughs> Although my daughter's Big name Bird. is Julia because of Julia. Oh, okay. nice. Beatles. Well, Zeppelin. <laughs> but, oh, oh, Zeppelin. No, no, oh. that's it's yes, it's she's named Julia because of the Beatles, but my answer is still Zeppelin. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Big Bird or Snuffleupagus? Big Bird. Big yeah. Bird. Wow. Okay. All right. You're going against the grain. Oh, that Everybody okay. says Snuffleupagus. Nope. I like mm-hmm. it. Marching to the beat of your own drummer. <laughs> San Francisco or Eugene, Oregon? Um, Eugene is cozier. San Francisco's more fun. Do I have to really pick? I wouldn't want to live in nope, San Francisco. If I had to live in San Francisco, I'd live in Santa, Santa Cruz. Yep. Um, yeah. You're speaking my, I lived in San Francisco almost 18 years on and off. And it's, yeah, now, I live in Santa Cruz. Yeah, now. I would live in Santa Cruz. So. One of my favorite humans is down yep. there. Um, well, and you're there. Um, but it's so, <laughs> I love Santa Cruz. If I had to, my daughter went Me to college too. in San Francisco and I loved visiting her for sure. And I loved going home. So. Yeah. I'm just at a different place in my life now where I'm not really a city person. I love visiting, I love visiting. and, you know, uh, it's an incredible city. Uh, always has been, always mm-hmm. will be regardless of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's amazing things happening always. there and beauty. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I, live I'm not interested in living there anymore. Yeah, if I'm going to live somewhere, it's going to be Eugene above San Francisco, but I do visit the Bay a lot. <laughs> Eugene's a great spot. Tofu or tempeh? Um, you know, I'm going to, I want steak and chicken. Okay. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I'm not answering your questions. Right. It's okay. That's okay. Uh, mariachi or polka? Oh, mariachi is way sexier, <laughs> but I know the chicken dance. Uh, years ago, God, I was in uh, Milwaukee. I went to my first and only concertina bar ever. I didn't even know what a concertina was until I went to this wow. bar. Uh, for those that may not know, I don't know. I didn't know forever. It's a like a mini accordion. Mm-hmm. So this bar in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, <laughs> excuse me, it was just lined with uh, concertinas all over. Speaking of polka uh-huh. music, I don't know. It's 
just made an impression on me. I, I prefer mariachi myself, but I'll never forget that concertina bar in um, Milwaukee. Toledo. It's just a cool it place. It is. It's so cool. Um, Brady is from Toledo, and they have this uh, polka, polka Floyd. <laughs> so it's Pink Floyd polka style. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yes. I'm going to hear Chicken yeah. Dance. It's going to be uh, to the to the tune of like, like Dark Side yeah. of the Moon. <laughs> to comfortably yeah. numb, right? <laughs> okay. Patchouli or no patchouli? Patchouli. I wear it every day. I have for years. Last question. I think in the right I, – I like patchouli too and I wear it, but in the right – Right blend and the right, the right, yeah, yeah. uh, with a little bit of amber oil yeah. and it's soft. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Last question. Who spit on me? Who spit on you? Who spit on the proverbial me, the royal, oh. the royal me. We, who's, um, who spit on me? You'll, once I tell you, you'll, you'll get it. Oh, okay. Um, the proverbial, but maybe not because you like to stay in the back. It, I do like room to, to dance. Stay in the back. So, oh, we're talking about at a show. Yeah, not, not Iggy Pop. I don't know. Sid Vicious. Who? Bobby. Oh. <laughs> Bobby. Literally spit on you. Winnie. Well, no, no. It's a oh. thing that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. He spits. Anybody oh. that's up close, is like gets, spit on. gets a little shower from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least used to. I don't know. I haven't been up there in years. Yeah, I guess I'm good being in the back then. I don't. I don't know if I want anybody spitting yeah. on me. I'm like Iggy Pop. Yeah, no, I agree. Yep. <laughs> probably was a lot nastier. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be spit on by I anybody. Kinda, I don't yeah, care who I think it is. I'm good on that. Yeah, Bob, we're well, not. Yep. You know. Yep. <laughs> Jenny, you're awesome. Uh, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this conversation and learning more about you. And I really hope that people that a million people listen to this because they need to uh yeah it's awesome uh anything you want to share before we wrap it up thank you for having me anything yeah thank you thanks for sharing your time and energy Mm -hmm. anything you want to share before we wrap it up or um everybody just keep keep trying that's what we're doing give yourself grace feel the love welcome the love share the love definitely give yourself grace is important right on uh another reminder you can find jenny's book at beadworkbyjenny.net and you have any questions you want to say hi show jenny some love have her make a custom strap for you a custom beadwork uh check her out on instagram right give her a shout give her give her a virtual hug (laughs) all right jenny thank you so much we'll talk to you soon okay give my best to brady All right. Thanks again, Jenny. That was really great. Really, really enjoyed that. Can't wait to hang out with you guys again soon. Maybe uh, maybe we'll see you at the Fillmore this Sunday for Phil. All right. Uh, you can find out more information about Jenny uh, on our website, deadtortales.com. We'll have a little write-up on there. Uh, I'll also include a link for her site where you can buy her book, uh, Speaking in Beads, Living Artifacts of Jenny Schumann. That website is beadworkbyjenny.net. We'll have all that stuff up on our website, deadtortales.com. Dead Tortales is brought to you by your friendly neighborhood dead merch company, Always a Hoot Studios. Big thanks to our producer, Kevin Grandpa Kev McCracken, and our editor, Fork Joburg. And of course, the Grateful Dead for being the soundtrack to our lives. 
Don't forget to check out all our killer merch at alwaysahootstudios.com. Uh, and lastly, please check out our Patreon where you can subscribe for a few measly pennies a month. Have the opportunity to receive access to our bonus video footage, sticker packs, t-shirts, an opportunity for a live call-in to the show or even appear on an episode to talk with us about your experience in the Grateful Dead universe. Feel free to drop a line. Any show suggestions, guest suggestions, feedback, or jokes, welcome at all. Uh, thanks for listening, and hope to see you out on the road sometime. In the meantime, make sure you come back and check out next week's episode. It's going to be a hoot. Yeah.